0: Welcome to the holy hour of the all cure podcast i'm gavin and tonight uh, eh, mm-hmm. i am joined by <laughs> <laughs> i was building up to it man <laughs> what about me oh, yeah, you just blew right past my no man i was building up to it i am joined by the one and only donald hey man what's
1: up how's it going podcasting man i'm doing good man cool cool just, uh, just chilling.
0: Man, we're coming to you on a
1: very special night
0: for a very special episode of the Holy Hour podcast. If you've been following our album-themed episodes, oh shit, which we fairly recently did for the glove, but we figured let's mm-hmm. just keep it rolling here. And uh, and the next official album is the head of my door, head of my, That's head, a of my, head, of my head, head on the door. And we're recording this on the <laughs> anniversary, the 32nd anniversary. <laughs> of its release but this will not be released on that date so
1: could you imagine the malls on that day when mm. head on the door got released true it probably they was flooded a bit, a bit they flooded. were flooded
0: yeah as we'll get into this is kind of the big uh breakthrough especially in the u.s this was the one that kind of started the turning of tides for sure so it's a uh, big
1: change them ups
0: yeah and, uh, you know, it's a big album for The Cure. So we were kind of hesitant of like, well, how, how dramatic should we make this? How epic? And then we're like,
1: let's just do it. Let's just record it. <laughs> I'm not even... I don't even feel like I'm worthy of recording this one.
0: Oh, wow. yeah. Someone... Like, we need to have a like expert come
1: in, maybe? yeah. Is that a like it <laughs> sounds like a reality a reality show <laughs> 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 are, are you worthy of uh, fill in the blank you know Yeah it does Am I worthy of filling the blank and I don't know if I'm really worthy of this album yeah. even though it's got <laughs> some dogs on it I think but that's life.
0: Anyone's worthy of babbling about anything. So we, we should give ourselves some credit, you know, we, we could do this. We got this, man. <laughs> but uh I think it's a an album loved by many Cure fans. You don't really hear too many uh <laughs> too many bashes of it like outright versus, no. you know, the divide of poppy versus gloomy or whatever that doesn't really seem to be this is one that kind of falls neatly in the middle, I think, for most Cure fans. Because I think a lot of people, some people would want more of the pop from this album. Some people would want more of the gloom from this album. But I think this is a great album that does kind of fall really neatly in there. And uh, we'll get into it all. I guess I did want to have a little bit of business right on the top here. Of, um, get it. Uh, last episode, mm-hmm. I would mentioned other Cure stuff out there. I guess, first off, have you discovered anything cure podcast wise or anything out there cuz i'm always on the hunt of finding new cure podcast or anything like that and i found a couple last week but yikes anything
1: new that you've discovered of recently any no um no not really like like one thing i wanted to address was with a glove podcast mhm where i was talking about like robert smith vamp uh, fanboy worship and how it clouded the glove, the record itself. Mm-hmm. I felt like I went a little too hard. <laughs> um so this is might be the first bad boy wow, like, kinda... tail between his legs <laughs> um apology. I apologize for nothing else. All right. But just this one thing. Okay. Um you were very. Uh, I feel like <laughs> you were on the
0: attack. I wasn't really sure why. I, I was kind of with you that I, knowing you that I didn't think you really genuinely meant it. That like uh, you're just getting very passionate. You know, you're caught up in the moment. I think so.
1: I was. I was, <laughs> and and I do, and and like, uh, cause like without that that like fanboy worship, like there wouldn't be lot of things and have i been guilty of like fanboying out on some shit absolutely do do i do i regret sometimes (laughs) yes like (laughs) (laughs) um but but i don't know like i just got upset like like, just YouTubing the glove, like, just pure glove. Like, just the record, not the B-sides. Mm-hmm. And the B-sides came up first. It just, like, really struck me. Yeah. <clears throat> and I guess maybe it was too soon to talk about it because I didn't know how to... I haven't processed it. <laughs> well, I did process it, but it's, like, early stage process and there's, like, deep stage processing of things. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh... <clears throat> but it's... <laughs> but it it's... You know, well, thank you. I think, yeah, it takes uh, that's not really an apology. It's kind of an apology.
0: It it makes it you're addressing it, you're addressing it. You're not really apologizing, it's not meant to be. You're just addressing an apology, yeah. But
1: it it just made me feel weird. I felt like I shit too much on the fanboyism, yeah. Coming from the person that makes a your podcast. Yeah. I think that's the trouble with these podcasts a lot of times that
0: people don't when you listen to it and I try to take that in mind when I listen to other podcasts it's like a lot of this is just kind of hitting record and going and you can kind of redo But it's more the wording and just how things are perceived and then You go yeah. back and listen to it. it. was like, Oh, I didn't really mean to like come off that way. I think that's a lot of it. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, I still stand by the point if you want to hear me like talk about it for another hour, but at the same time, it's like, Yeah, I maybe sh- sh- shouldn't have worded it that way, or you know, uh, yeah. I have endless ones like that, but uh, well, don't sweat it, man. I think we all, we I all don't, made it through, so. but thank but, uh, you. Yeah, well, that's good, and I
1: and I, and I, <laughs> I don't want to upset our fans, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but. But still, yeah, I'm sure they don't, <laughs> they'll either know what
0: you mean or they won't know what you mean. So either way, we're, we're good. So. But, and uh, that
1: was an apology. That wasn't an apology. And you still probably don't know what I mean. But <laughs> but good I ball. apologize. As long as we're all <laughs>
0: confused, this is when we started. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to the Glove episode. Maybe it'll make more sense. Uh, if nothing and else, I'll it's a- just a commercial for an episode we already did. So, <laughs>
1: and I'll be apologi- apologizing about this podcast. Yeah, we'll uh, do that next, next time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But along those lines of other people out there that might be apologizing for cure things, I don't know. But I I did find two and uh, in last episode, one of the ones I talked about that I just realized existed, but I hadn't actually watched any of them were the goth cast on YouTube. It was a YouTube, like a webcast more than a podcast, I guess it was. And uh, I finally watched a a few of them. Yeah. So it's a weird thing. I guess, uh, a lot of kids young, tend to do this more. I don't know. It's kind of like guitar tutorial things or something. I don't really know, but it's like, but um, it's a younger dude. Is I that think
1: Snapchat. Are you talking about Snapchat? Snapchat. Yeah, <laughs> not yet. I don't know.
0: But uh, but I actually watched some of the Gothcast one. I think a Cure fan should check that out if he can. It was, you know, they're all very surface level Cure trivia on the Cure theme ones. Like I said last time, it's not uh all Cure related every episode isn't cure related just goth stuff in general and there's there's quite a few cure topic ones and and i liked it you know the the kid i don't know if he's dressing up or if he normally is very gothy or what but it's got like cobwebs behind him on like a blue screen and (laughs) has like the robert smith hair and heavy makeup and it's and it's cool because it's not overly slick
1: is his name azriel
0: No, Doctor Sanders, I believe I finally figured out by one of them, and I don't know if he does. Yeah, he goes by Doctor Sanders, and uh, this sounds like
1: like (laughs) I don't know if he's a real PhD or what, but but, this uh, sounds like the B-rate Doctor Bronner soap, like (laughs) Doctor Sanders. Maybe I don't know. It's like the dollar
0: store. I still haven't watched (laughs) a ton of them to get the gist, but but I enjoyed it enough where it was just something cure related and he wasn't super slick about it, but he wasn't just kind of like totally lost in like a, he has like mental issues kind of way or anything. It was just like somebody that put some thoughts together. He's a doctor. Yeah. He's a doctor. He he knows what he's doing. So, uh, so I say, check that out if you want to look for some more cure stuff. And then I found another YouTube one, actually it was kind of along the same lines, but it's a girl, an Irish girl. And, um, she is called the cure mad girl. And that one was definitely more like if it was the audio it would be very similar to what we're doing where it just gets very rambly at times and stuff. But it was very sincere and cool, but not like super fanatical in a creepy way by any means. And I think and it is like all cure every episode. I think there's like 28 episodes from the little I dug into it. So go check that out. Get
1: her on the podcast. Yeah.
0: Maybe it's somebody we already even connect with or whatever on, uh, you know, Instagram or something. I don't know what her deal is, but, um, I wasn't able to track down. A
1: rambly down. person on this podcast. Oh, no. Yeah.
0: That would be like <laughs> getting the gatekeeper and the key master together or something. It could, <laughs> <Totally>. be, a, <laughs> it could, could be a total disaster. So, But uh, yeah, that's uh, it's pretty cool. She um, you know, just had a lot of cool things to say. And there's like different theme ones for Cure stuff. So check it out. We'll put a link to it in this episode. So the Cure Dope. Mad Girl on YouTube. So just think it's Dope. worthy of noting anytime we find anybody that's kind of doing what we're doing since we're trying to say that we're big uh, backers of other people doing this idea and just further proves that you can just hit record, which is amazing to me that people would actually sit in front of a a camera and do this. Like it's kind of ridiculous enough that you and I are recording our voices just sitting here talking about this. But like if we were actually being like, like film not like film but video whatever you know on our computers and then putting that out too it's like oh my god i wouldn't do it i'm wearing a pumpkin shirt right now for god's sakes nobody needs to be seeing that so (laughs) but um so yeah i don't know worth noting before we dive in to this epic album should we do it the head on the door yikes you ready all right so the sixth album by the cure so we're already starting to get into like maybe that realm of most bands never put out six
1: albums so uh, no no one gets to that like it's rare when bands like stay relevant and get to that point of six even like like, that's going yeah it's hard
0: it's it's pretty amazing that this album in particular for what it is for people that are already familiar with it which i'm assuming 99.9 cure fans are have heard of the head on the door (laughs) you never want to uh assume but um so yeah, it came out in 1985, released in August, August 95, August 26, yeah, today's date. Today's <laughs> date, um, <laughs> Pretty good uh, reception, it was one that, like you know, like we talked about with the top, actually, surprisingly was fairly well embraced, even though a lot of Cure fans are kind of like, eh, wishy-washy on it, a lot of it, you know, but um, everyone seemed to really embrace Head on the Door right out of the gates uh uk it like came in at number seven on the charts uh us it was 59 of course a little late blooming there and uh the first single came out about a month before it in july july 15th in between days backed by exploding boy 12 inch with a few hours after this which we already talked about a lot so we won't really dwell on in between days too much but what are you gonna say that we already talked about. Um, I'm gonna i <laughs> I'm gonna dwell on in that first signal, that first
1: uh single man like let's do it. I think people- that's one of the heaviest hitting sig, uh s- yeah. singles <laughs> that's that's ever been dropped, man. You can't top in between days and exploding boy like yeah. I I Oh god damn, I bow a knee to that. Like Yeah. And especially Like I you mean, can't touch it, man. You can't in Between Days is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know if it needs to be, like, said or uttered. <laughs> right. It's just one of the best fucking songs and then fucking B-sides. Like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. My favorite fucking, one of my top five favorite songs is the B-side. <laughs> it's, yeah. <you> know, <laughs> it's amazing, like, yeah. It's like, you're just fucking Hitting one out of the park, like motherfuckers.
0: Yeah, I I totally and agree. Possibly the best actual single recorded, I'd think. But you know. and
1: and imagine like playing dark shit for so long, Mm-hmm. like gnarly dark shit. And it and has dropping that fucking sick. Like it's a pop. Like In Between Days is such a fucking pop song. Like yeah. Like it's so different. It's so fucking different than everything they've done before. In this, and it's representative of like this whole album was just mm-hmm. like so different than everything they've done before. And even to a like, certain
0: degree of what's to come, you know, especially for this era anyway of like how this kind of kickstarts that whole sound in a sense of like. A fun song that is kind of sad lyrics, if you really pick it apart. Yeah. But like you know, the whole happy sad contrast thing, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's got it all. It's pretty hard to assume and anyone could sit there and listen to this and just hate it. You know, like somebody yeah. might just not get it or tap like, your goddamn foot. Yeah, like, it's try, like try frazzle. not to, <laughs> try not to dig it. I yeah. dare it's, you. It's very, and it's
1: weird because it's like like even with like "Kiss Me," they touch more on. To their like on "Kiss Me," they touch more upon like their previous sound, like yeah, like pornography and shit. Like they, it's like a skipping, Skip the little stone there, and like mm-hmm. head on the door is like that skip. Like they, they, they do not touch upon any of that gnarly shit that they used to do.
0: Yeah, well, maybe to a certain degree. Oh, they did, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, it is Ooh, definitely like just a whole like new, that, new whole new like approach, that. and I think a lot yeah. of it is more calculated than you would think, other than just looking at the timeline or the, very know, much so. Yeah, it's kind of like we've made it to this point, and I think because of like the influx feeling of like the top and all that, you know, and everything in between after pornography, I think it's really apparent that Robert Smith was like, I'm just gonna take the helm on this now, and we're gonna have this direction. Totally. And, um, That's yeah, exactly it. And I think, as far as like just overall album sounds, that idea of like we've got everything we learned from the dark years, but now having these really catchy singles under our belt, too like everything from like Let's Go to Bed Love Cats and the Walk, I can incorporate that into songs that also have you know that yeah, emotional yeah. side of those early albums. So, I mean, it really is like the the Frankenstein of cure at this point, we're like, Oh shit. You took like all these parts and put it to use, you know? <laughs> so, and, yeah. it, and it worked. And it was just him,
1: wonderful. man. Like, yeah, I, I think to some degree, like, you know, even though he did bring like, you know, some dudes back and, and stuff. But it, like, I think like you were saying, it's like, like him reining in what it is. Yeah. To be, secure and like how are we gonna do this Pass to this point yeah we're gonna do it this way and more of like a set goal and stuff he seems like he's on a
0: mission at this point more than just kind of like floating around with the top and Susie and stuff like that you know
1: yeah it's just like we're gonna do this but we're gonna do it we're gonna do it my way
0: yeah we're gonna fucking bust some hits out and we're gonna have some serious downer shit mixed in and Because they've almost earned that right now, too. That's why it's great, because they've, you know, proven that they can do pop hits and stuff. And, like, you know that he's got the capabilities of writing a song that would be in the top of the charts. But he's cool enough where he's going to keep it, like, weird as shit still, too, you know? (laughs) And as we go through each, like, song and stuff, some of them definitely teeter back into that, like, whoa, what the fuck was he talking about with that, you know? And then it's like... Some that would have like no chance of being a pop hit, but it really does for some reason feel like a single. You know, all of them almost feel like they could be singles, even though they're clearly not. You know, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, I I mean, (laughs) it's hard to say. But in between
1: days, though, is like such an undeniable like. It's just such an undeniable like, yeah, song, yeah, and single like. You like, I wonder if he knew like when he broke that. It was just like album's going to start off with this it's gonna be the first single and it's gonna be like like hello new sound to the world yeah
0: and it is weird that they came out blazing with that one too one it's a little strange when you look at the full like this whole era in particular when you look at the construct of the albums too of like how they just started out with the catchy ass single one And it's the first single, you know what I mean? Like when you look at all the other albums, they definitely are more of the type of band that like starts out with like a super moody song. And then they go like, bam, here's your, you know what I mean? Or like even it would be like the third single on the album or something. (laughs) But it's like, they're just like, Nope, here we are, which is a bit rare for them, I think. But maybe, maybe it wasn't that weird at that time, but it seems weird now that they would just come out blazing with it you know, like they'd almost would open when close to me is the single and then put that out at build it more or something. But I don't know. Maybe we should talk a little bit about the uh, lead up to it. Just the uh, time wise, if people don't know the, how it kind of snowballed into head on the door, I guess, like following the top, he pretty much started demoing right away. And, um, uh, I guess he they actually asked Phil Thornley to stick around which I went upon reviewing some of the notes that was kind of surprising that they were all pretty on good terms after the top tour with him and like I think him and Lowell were pretty much friendly with him and liked his bass playing and everything they're like well you want to stick around for the next album he's like nah I've, I've got my own thing and I want to get back to producing stuff and and it sounded like they kind yeah. of hit him up hard initially but then once he said the no, you know, he like automatically regretted it and then kind of missed his window. <laughs> so, uh, it seems like pretty soon after well, that for us. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, pretty soon after that, it was like kind of a chance meeting again with our good buddy, Gary Biddles of fool's dance and presence. who keeps coming up, uh, the side project band that, uh, Simon was playing in while not being with the cure. And, uh, Gary invited Robert out for a drink and, and Simon was tagging along robert kind of knew it but knew that it was time to address Mm -hmm. this one way or another and they hit it off of course over a few beers and and uh but it sounded like it was pretty like gradual pulling him back in but that would be a huge part of this album and like getting simon back in and sounded like boris was on board by this point because he had played at the end of the top and uh in at this point so it is like a whole new fucking lineup that's Definitely solid, of course, and um, yeah, ready for this like real definitive cure to take shape and uh,
1: it's set up like the next like two decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That lineup is so strong. It's like like yeah, you can't go
0: wrong. So that's pretty sweet, and like just the idea that they're still with him and Simon. Like he was very didn't like pull him in immediately too. It was like they he said that they took the first demo by his house. And apparently the very first demo that he started like sharing, or I guess with Simon was exploding boy. And that was the one that he played on. He was like, yeah, this is fucking tight. And, you yeah. know, and they kind of just asked him cause there was talk of just doing a single. So maybe it was just in between days and exploding boy. I'm not sure, but he asked him just if he wanted to play on the single. And he was like, yeah. And he's like, do you want to play on the album? Yeah. And he's like, do you want to play on the tour for the album? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you want to like, you leave your other band? And he's like, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, how could you not? But uh, yeah. <sighs> so yeah, uh-huh. then they start recording in the spring of 85. And uh, it sounded like that was like just kind of, and you hear it in the song, how it was like, for The Cure in particular, a very giddy, almost like childlike, fun atmosphere for their recording, even though album has a lot more going on but just everything you read about like their recording process they said it was just like the funnest album They said it took a little longer than they thought because of the drums just because they wanted like different drum sounds on like every song and yeah i think <laughs> the nice way of them were saying that but in actuality it was that boris was can do so much awesome shit that they were like whoa we can
1: try this we could try this and we can try yeah. <laughs> so uh it's but, like do you, do you want to overdrive overdub just some like cymbal Mm-hmm. <laughs> some cymbal hits yeah. over one more like, floor nope. tom
0: or something yeah and he's like
1: <laughs> it's not even like do you want to it's like can you and he's like yeah totally yeah, yeah. so it's uh, like whatever whatever drum shit you want me to do i can do like, right because boris <laughs> is on this record like
0: yeah you just really hear the difference right out of the right out of the gate and um yeah yeah and that's what they they said it was just like kind of like organized chaos too because they would go in just barrel into the studio and record this stuff but it was like fun chaos as opposed to you know and they he credited a lot of it to that the band was just like drinking like fish and having a great time but they weren't doing any drugs of any sort so when you look at all the other stuff it was like no drugs just drinking (laughs) you know which You know, it depends on the kind of drunk you are But I guess uh, (laughs) I could definitely see the funner side of that And uh, unfortunately we
1: Then they do something like You think like, oh, they'll keep it light They're not getting dark And like Then they do like sinking
0: Yeah, exactly So I mean, it's like Easy to be like, oh, everything's like in between days But it's like, nah, there's some dark shit on this album still You know, like sinking And Kyoto songs, even fucking weird And like dark that way And even a night like this for it being a poppy song Jesus. is like, you know, got some, some heavier smoke coming in on the scene for sure. But, uh, but yeah, so it's like definitely, a, a band again. And I think that's the main the feeling of the recordings. And I think that totally comes through when you listen to it, whether it is a darker song or a poppy one, it's a fun album. Do you think this
1: record is like them being like retrospective of the, like of their past a bit? And sound or theme, you mean? Both. Uh, Almost like theme. More more like theme, I guess. Not necessarily.
0: I'd say that they're just great at, or Robert, at maybe channeling it, like, of always building on what they've done. Like, he never really seems to throw mm-hmm. away everything he's learned musically. It always seems like, like you're saying, there isn't a lot of, like, faith sounding stuff maybe but at the same time when you really listen to like syncing if you had like recorded it slightly different and stuff that song in particular could have been a faith type song you know and a lot of like the approaches i think are pulled from old stuff and just the songwriting is just constantly building so in a way i think he's tapping into it but kind of what i said earlier i think the the main thing of this not only being like a new direction of the band because it is a new band in a sense but I think it, it's the first one that really puts down on paper that he does have the freedom to do both, you know? He can be as sad as he wants and sinking and then fucking crank out something that should be. Guitar. Yeah, and then, like, but if you want to be poppy, I can make in between days, which, you know, in any rational world should have been a number one pop hit, you know? It was like... Yeah. But, um, you know, and that's weird in the sense that and that's why the care to me, is, like, so beautiful in the sense that they can... Do both those extremes and just kind of plop it right down there in the middle and you know if you're feeling shitty you can really cling to songs like sinking and yeah. stuff like that but if you're in a good mood this album's fun somehow too know, <laughs> it's really weird yeah. so it's like doesn't really know it's, that's not an easy thing to do by any means you know so i don't know this do tricky, you think like do you think uh, that the, i was just say do you think that they're like consciously recalling something like as a throwback to their past work then or like what you were initially
1: asking kind of i always think there's like yeah there there, there always is a callback like in every song to like you know be it like a delayed out guitar or just some sound or like yeah uh a, a similar chord progression or something from like something way earlier like yeah um, and it's weird. It's like I, I almost want to be talking about "Kiss Me" because I think like "Kiss Me" shows <laughs> more of that. But like, this is like the stepping, yeah. stone too. Like, um, you, to "Kiss Me," you know, which is like every motherfucker hairsprayed their hair up and went to the mall and bought "Kiss Me," <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people bought. <laughs> he did that and buy it on the door. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, this is definitely. Like, but it, I, I don't want to say this is like a stepping stone album because I like this more than I like Kiss Me. Because mm-hmm. it is is it, it's like ten songs, it's a little it, more concise. Yeah, but it it runs the gamut of, you know, where I can hear like some sparseness that I like in their earlier stuff. Yeah. And then, like, some straight on, like, pop jams that, like, you can't write a better, better pop song. Right. <laughs> you know, than, And, like, in between days. And, like, and it's strange. And close to me, even. Like, yeah. Like,
0: because there's really, yeah, I mean, that's, like, just as we go through individual songs. But, yeah, close to me is such a weird song in general. But then, like, just thinking of where they had come at this point, and then hearing something like close to me on there, it's like, whoa, what the fuck is this? You know? Yeah, and and it makes total sense. Like seeing what came afterwards, how it gets a little bit more ridiculous with each one, you know. Where it's like, then you start throwing this in and it becomes a little bit more like, why can't I be you? And then it gets, you know, a little more stretched into something yeah. else. And where then... does it, where, where does
1: close to me go? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like, Eventually you have like up?
0: the 13th or something
1: where it's just like, Whoa, what the fuck is going on? But, uh, but, um, <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> like, where does it, where, where, like, where does that fucking snowball end up? Yeah. Down the
0: hill, you know? Cause it is such a weird little nugget that, that just kind of comes out of nowhere. I mean, I guess it's kind of stemmed from love cats stuff in a way but I don't know yeah but, totally
1: but uh yeah it's, it's really... like that's silly <laughs> right but <laughs> it's like cut like close me the jam. yeah I love it uh, yeah. so, I
0: don't know I guess it's um maybe a good time to approach the, like cause it is got a little everything and like what you're saying I guess leading up to Kiss Me knowing the full picture and hindsight kind of thing I mean yeah it's certain times like as a kid I always loved this album like right from the start but like yeah, it, it, it was weird because I always wanted more out of it. Like my only real gripe about it was like, yeah. oh, just it's over so quick. It's so short, you know. And it's like, then you get kissed me, and you're like, yeah, more, more. But then it's like, well, that's a little too much. <laughs> so it really is like kind of bare bones care of this era too. So it's like nice because it's like you don't have that really long weird song in the beginning of it. It just goes straight into, into in between days, you know. Like He's... and like you don't really have like too many it's just a punch in weird... the dick. Yeah. (laughs) It's just kind of like, bam, there it is. You know, you kind of have, you know, the dramatic end or whatever, but it's not really like any part of this that drags out, you know, you end up
1: loving the blood yeah yeah because it's just like like out of (laughs) desperation of like give me more of
0: this yeah it's not like by any means one of their best songs but because it's just sandwiched in between (laughs) all this like neatly packed awesome fucking care that you're like yeah whatever Kyoto song wow the blood yeah like some of those just aren't really like their greatest shit by any means but it's like it works so good and even sinking is for how epic it is and awesome. It's like not a long song. I think I've babbled about that in the sense in the past, but it's like, when you really, I can't, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's like, yeah. it's definitely not like a, it's,
1: it's less than five minutes.
0: Yeah. It's not like it's a disintegration kind of deal or just like eight minute long song or something that could be. And I would love it yeah. probably more if it was, but at the same time when you, it's like kind of surprising it's like, Oh, that's all. Okay, cool. But, um, but yeah uh, we've talked about too i think we even did an episode early on of like the most like accessible cure you know and like if you were to Mm -hmm. introduce the cure i wonder if probably would be my guess for like the best one to just like i don't know this has a little everything it's short to the point you know like if the most accessible cure album maybe hard to say depends on the type of person of course but you know what do you think
1: yeah i I've, i've been like this dude i work with like we, we hang out in vans all the time, and, like, we just listen to music all day. Uh-huh. And, you know, um, I, I'm not pushy about the Cure at all, you know, but I let him know. It's like, yeah, dude, I do a Cure podcast. Like, <laughs> I'm a Cure guy, and, like, on his own, he went and listened to a bunch of Cure stuff. Uh-huh. And I don't push him at all. Like, listen to this. And I, I play stuff for him. Yeah. But. It's usually shit I like, you know, like, I played him, like, Faith and, like, Pornography and, like, some of the earlier stuff. And, like, he came back and he was, like, uh, head on the door is, like, one of my favorite ones. <laughs> yeah. And I was, like, really, man? Like, why? And he, liked. it was just funny just hearing the songs that he liked, you know, it was, like, Six Different Ways. And, right. um like I think of like A night like this And stuff Yeah uh, But it's just funny Like uh, Like Him Just like Six different ways Kind of alright <laughs> <Cool. laughs> Kind of made me giggle You know Yeah like, That was like A slow burner for me That it took me like Forever to like Nah this song's great Oh uh, really
0: Yeah I was... It's weird yeah, Cause yeah and... It's like a goofy one That isn't super goofy You know It's like There's a little yeah. It's like a lot of these And none of them Are like too over the top So that's why I kinda think it is Like the most like accessible one because even the gloomy sides of all this it's kind of well doctored in you know it's not really like super in your face like sinking definitely yeah. comes off as a sad song in the, from the first note but at the same time it's kind of
1: like you know it is what it is yeah. and it's
0: not, you know and it's kind of just at the end there
1: so huh. but just the fact that it was this album all of <laughs> <laughs> out of all of their records like, totally unprompted this is one of the that's the one he, he pulled was... up huh that's Let's go. You know, it's like it's like the least extreme. Yeah, yeah. Sad. Record out of all the records, and they have some very extreme, like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's it's like the first palatable, yeah, <laughs> palatable <yeah>. record <laughs> of theirs. You know, it's just like, yeah, it's like shit. My fucking parents, like in between days. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very accessible, you know. Yeah. it's weird but it i don't know just him liking that really like sunk in that fact of like yeah it is mm-hmm.
0: like, well i think it's no coincidence too I mean one of the other big points of this album is this was the like we said at the top this was the one that kind of really started breaking them through you know success wise too even fuck though it, yeah man even though it didn't this like is how blow they ended up. up in malls yeah. yeah but I mean it's weird because in in cool cure fashion it, it didn't blow up like actual charts or anything you know like in between days only like came in at like 99 on the billboards top 100 short i think that was like the highest it ranked and uh you know did, and that's why i hate yeah all that stuff's so ridiculous people. but it's like <laughs> but people were cool enough and i think no yeah college radio starting to blow up more around this time and stuff so people got it without it being on pop radio you know what i mean where it's like because i remember that all the way up through us like you know just because it wasn't on pop radio doesn't mean people weren't constantly listening to it you know you got like rem and the smiths and everybody's kind of like blowing up at this point so it's everybody cools handing the tapes out to each other at school and stuff so it's like the underground way is way cooler anyway but um yeah i mean there's just playing bigger venues and everything and of course like Standing, they're playing standing Madison on the
1: Bean Square Garden at this point.
0: <laughs> Did they play it for this one? Like I wasn't sure if like
1: three nights in a row what? or something, like a couple nights, maybe not three, but like a couple nights.
0: Really for this one? I didn't know if they made it that big off the of head on the door already, but it makes sense. I know
1: it was like Wembley, that's whenever the first time on that. But... but yeah, I was I was kind of surprised. Like they're playing like big fucking uh, yeah, like arenas. Oh, not me, you know they're playing big fucking places on this yeah yeah i think that's definitely
0: the the start of not being able to see them at like you know the club by any means (laughs) at this point i don't think there's the the end of any possibility of seeing the cure in a small you know black cat or 930 club even or (laughs) totally
1: man it's that's long gone at this point
0: yeah um so yeah, pretty cool. I mean, good and bad, good for them. And I think a lot of that, you know, it's a, it's a huge connection for a lot of people because then, you know, sealing the deal would be like putting out standing on the beach after this because then it's like, whoa. So then everyone hears the full story. And I think I read some kind of quote where he was saying that that's why the tour for Head on the Door was so important because they weren't just playing for Head on the Door in a sense. They were basically representing everything the Kira had done. And, you know, like, and why the live shows were you, so, pro, so important and why it worked yeah. so well is because they were basically coming at them with all the, you know, six albums worth of really awesome shit that a lot of people probably weren't super familiar with, you know? So it's a, like,
1: people that show the US. up, like, oh, no, that's <laughs> a really sweet pop song, and then they go into some deep shit yeah. live and, like, go to those shows. had to be dope. It yeah. was just, like, like blowing motherfuckers' minds. Yeah. And a weird like thing, got, kind of like they go, got duped into going with some sweet pop jams, <laughs> right? But, yeah, the girlfriend but,
0: dragged them into it or something. They're like, "This is great,"
1: but uh, but
0: yeah, and like kind of going back to what you were saying earlier of like them pulling from older stuff. Like, the thing that still even amazes me about Robert and the Cure and like their set list and stuff that we could go on and on and do about. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, um, is there his like songwriting? like happiness in a way that like he always still like isn't afraid to pull from old stuff like even like uh i just was stumbling through some youtube concerts and shit and how there's like a ton from like the top even and how weird it is like you would think if the situation knowing on the context of like the top like he wouldn't have bothered to play shit like off of three imaginary boys anymore and it was always scaled back but he still is always, like, big on, like, just pulling out a couple songs from every album, never, like, abandoning an era by any means, you know? And it's, like, like what right. what better time than The Cure now at this point that we're at with Head on the Door to be kind of, like, clean slate, all that shit, you know? Like, if he wasn't super happy with it, but, I mean, he knew there were great songs, and he wasn't, like, playing them for the fans necessarily, probably, you know, especially but in America. He wasn't, like...
1: He's introducing, a, like, a whole new... yeah.
0: Well, I just, I'm just always like, like impressed that he's smart enough to know that there were cool songs because there's a lot of good bands out there that just never play their old shit because they feel like they've just hit some level of maturity and nothing was good until this happened. playing nothing know? but our third album. Yeah, you know, and it's always just kind of like, yeah, I get you're why you want to play newer stuff, but at the same time, it's like, why don't you play that shit? It was so good, you know? Play your good songs.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Have you guys tried that yet? Have you guys tried playing your good stuff?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because you, like, see, like, Cure shows and they don't even necessarily play, pluck the best songs even from some of those early albums. they will just, like, some red of the fucking night where they're, like, throwing fire in Cairo or something into like, It's, like, it's a cool song, but I don't know if it's, like, you know, it's, like, really <laughs> right. worthy of, like, sandwiching it in between, like, these fucking classics, you know, but. But um, it sounds fun, man. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, totally so, do that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. But I'm just shocked that more people don't do it, and that he's so cool for
1: doing it. You know, I think it's worth noting. Yeah. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah. especially if if you have like a fucking arena of people coming to see you, just yeah. Like, oh, you think like we're just in between days? Well, we got a lot more up our sleeve. Let's sleep. uh, let's look uh. <laughs> Let's back true. a little
0: bit. Man, this one's called a hundred years. I was <laughs> like, what the fuck?
1: What is he talking about? <laughs> and then everyone's minds are blown.
0: And as we love to bring up constantly on this show, it's amazing to think that he's reinvented this band and doing so well. And the fucker's only 26 years old at this point it's crazy damn. it's so weird Jesus. it's like oh my god what is this it's like a little child prodigy still but um
1: i've reinvented myself like three <laughs> times and i'm like 40 and then they've all been dumb. in the last three years
0: <laughs> yeah me
1: reinventing myself is like paying some bills on time you know what i mean uh, like nowhere on the level of <laughs> where this dude's like yeah it's fucking nuts you know like so Jesus, it's so impressive, like, to pull a fucking card out of your pocket, like, head on the door. Yeah. It's... That dick deep in albums. Yeah. And good ones. And no huge break,
0: and... even. This would make sense to be an album that they, like, just disappeared for four years. If this had been a modern band, they would have been one of those deals where they're just like, yeah, well, oh, they must have just broke up. Where'd they go? And this was, like, their big comeback album or something? It was like, nope. It was like literally like seven months i think since like the top came out it wasn't even like you know, like before they started recording this or something i was like jesus man this dude's just cranking it out and awesome yeah but, uh, i don't know i guess and even
1: at that point he like they're listening to bands that have been influenced by their early stuff yeah like they're probably Touring and playing amongst and like battling the charts with bands that they literally had Mm -hmm. a hand in how they sound because they've been doing it for a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Like, just thinking of how long they're gonna be around (laughs) at this point, you know? It's like, wow. And they
1: don't even know. Yeah. That they're gonna be. It's like a snake eating itself.
0: Mm hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of first for this album. Um, a just ton, a, a lot man. of like kind of goofy stuff and just like, of course, you know, the whole kind of reinventing themselves, depending on how conscious it is. But I found some weird ones. This was the first album uh, that only that had more than one single. I was surprised by that. I was like, what? what? Yeah. Like all the other ones. And there was some loopholes into that. <laughs> yeah. Because like you, you think like initially it was like, well, what about like jumping someone? Those are all just like singles after Three Imaginary Boys and stuff like that. Like, with our weird version of Boys Don't Cry that we got. But then, yeah, like, Play for Today wasn't officially a single, I guess. Um, and then Like, Hanging Garden. Yeah, so all the, it was all just, like, one-off singles. Like, so weird. It's weird. I don't know if that was, like, a conscious thing or if they just felt like the albums weren't, like, good enough to have more or the label didn't want to put
1: out more than one or what. But Or just, like, a, a different time. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, I eight, think things moved quick in the '80s. Yeah, apparently <laughs> everyone's
0: on fucking coke and stuff, so it's just like,
1: come on, man, next one
0: for <laughs> uh But uh, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> And apparently even like, with this, it was, like, it was like close
1: to me or whatever. Yeah.
0: And even like one thing I read made it sound like they were kind of just arguing over like, well, what's the better single in between days or close to me? What's the better single? And they're like, let's do both. It's like, well, yeah. What the hell? Why would you... Like if you didn't put either of yeah. those out as a single, how ridiculous that would have been. But, uh, so yeah. I mean, and
1: then And then you end up like <laughs> in the future where they like, was it like, like wish and the album after that, it was just like yeah, you like just released every like, song, <laughs> yeah. like every every single you could pump out, you did mm-hmm. like, yeah, at least four songs on every fucking album, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, um, yeah. They're like, why not milk it? Why not th- but it, it, right? but it is like this album is representative, of, like of like ushering in a new era of yeah, another, which which another phrase. like. Yeah, you know, which it's not a bad thing. Nah, and you know, like it's like, do you want to be a sustainable band? Like, and I always wonder, like, how much of that, of like, because it's such a a shift and a a rift almost in like their sound, like, yeah, like they just gone, like they just went from like one extreme to like. I don't want to say another extreme, but just. But they had already kind another, of done the extreme, song.
0: which was cool because of like doing let's go to bed and shit. They were so right. smart, whether it was super conscious or not, or if it just kind of happened in the sense that it was so like to one side. And then they just flipped it with like, let's get to bed that like anything could be in the middle almost at that point. And like the top was kind of like, whoa, this is definitely in the middle because it's weird, but it's poppy still, but it's just weird and not really 100% there. So that wasn't the best representation, but it was like almost like in that chaos, they righted the ship and obviously this was the path that needed to be taken where they could be. Dark yet poppy, you know. So.
1: It's better than the top. Hell oh, yeah! <laughs> I don't think anyone yeah, would argue no, like, that.
0: Yeah. I hope. I don't know. <laughs> somebody might. Like, I'm sure somebody. Like maybe
1: like riding that ship. Like the top is like one of those things you have to go through. Yeah, I'm sure. To get righted, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah, because the top had some jams on it. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was. But like, like the head on the door is like a more filtered out top you know where it's like there's like one or two dogs mm-hmm. on that record that, like kyoto song and like the blood of christ or whatever like, yeah. <laughs> everything else is kind of a jam like, should
0: we do the track by track quick run through
1: i don't know i'm let's
0: do it yeah man all right yeah because i think it's kind of where we're, we're headed and and yeah and it is strange because of the parallels of like the difference in night and day between the top and this. But then at the same time, you really can see that like the top doesn't seem that bad. If you know that it's leading towards this, you know, it's like, okay, right. cool. So like you were like, we talked about it. I was like, if you, yeah, it makes sense. If it was all for something, you know, if they just like broken up after the top, it would have been like, Ooh, what was that? You know? But anyway, yeah, it's like, damn, it'd
1: yeah. be embarrassing. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I leading it off with In Between
0: Days what we already talked about but um, kind of connecting to what we were saying one of the quotes I pulled was that Robert Smith said In Between Days was what Caterpillar was supposed to be so it was like kind of a refined Caterpillar and a huge part of this album too you mentioned like using acoustic guitar for the first time and properly was this album because it kind of got thrown oh, yeah. in on some stuff on the top but not like like as like an actual rock instrument and stuff, and this is the first time where they are like kind of just coming out like blazing on acoustic guitars too, you know. So it's like, uh, so they're pretty cool. Um, I guess that it makes sense. It is cool, and,
1: and and with your, you brought up with like the acoustic guitar, like hearing his strumming and stuff, because mm-hmm. like, it is like, it is weird hearing like such like good guitar based shit. And then, like, electric and effects, and like, yeah, and then uh, it'd be a little more acoustic oriented.
0: It's mm-hmm.
1: like, I don't know, like, I can still hear just like the strumming fury that is in like pornography, mm-hmm. like an electro guitar, just translated sweetly in his yeah in, in, in that acoustic shit like because he's strumming he strums like a weirdo yeah it's intense like it's on, intense. on an, like just on the guitar and hearing that on the in uh acoustic based yeah <laughs> it's, it gets it's really weird but it's <laughs> like but it it makes sense yeah. Like it takes a it takes a minute but it makes sense It's just like man that dude's strumming like a nut. Yeah.
0: And for how many people love the cover in between days, I think it's next to no one I think that is like really does the acoustic part. The way he does, you know, with that, whole, like, fuck. it's, like, six hits for every one of, like, a normal person's strum. I don't know what the fuck he's, there's got to be a
1: name for it, but uh, yeah. but, uh yeah, it's almost like
0: triple time strumming or something, I don't know. And
1: he's <laughs> not, like, someone you look at and go, like, god damn, he's one of the, I don't know, he's really good at guitar. But, yeah. But, but just, like, traditionally, like, he's no Stevie Ray Vaughan, but, like, god damn. Yeah. Like,
0: just a strange style. I've never really seen anybody else that like where they are so casually strumming, but it still is like yeah. really plows in.
1: But, yeah, yeah in totally. It's hard to hear that on the In Between Days, man. Yeah, like, this song
0: shreds. Yeah, I think that just captures it perfectly. And yeah, it's hard to argue anything. Like we said, go listen to the In Between Days episode. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves this fucking song. It's it's arguably the most defining Cure song. I think would be mm-hmm. in the top five if you have to like represent the cure with one song this might be the one totally yeah, so, um yeah so it's a it's, classic it's <laughs> one of the greats yeah man. It's... strange the is... track two is kyoto song this is a weird track order thing i'm Yikes. like whoa why the fuck would you go like i like the song i think clearly already more than you do but at the same time i, I would not put it as track two that's just no. really weird and they're usually pretty uh that's what I mean. Like, this whole album with the track of order is really strange because
1: it is. It's very
0: uncure, like, in the way that they. Because they kind of, you kind of feel how they always put the track order together. And, like, track two is usually, like, the in between days. So it's really weird that, like, yeah, man. That, that they would throw this one in. And it's a cool song. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't dear to it because it was the first cure riff that i learned on piano <laughs> i was just sitting there
1: going dang, 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 dang. and i'm like i got it
0: oh my god and It just was like, hey i got this it this is
1: personal I, I farted on this piano <laughs> yeah, this. Exactly. do you know you're not a big fan it's not really like it's it's not the worst but it's just like some top shit yeah
0: like, i can see that
1: you know like it just Lyrics, takes me music out music
0: or the whole yeah. package
1: I kind of like the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Like I like the lyric. Like I don't know. Just it's a bit much. It's a bit abrasive, hmm. and I feel, I don't know. It's like they're getting.
0: This is a good example like, of one that's dark, but on a not so dark <sighs> album. I mean,
1: it's it gets a little like world mu- world musicy. Yeah,
0: really? I thought that sounds like
1: for my taste. Hmm. I don't know. I just don't want to like. I don't mind that guitar style.
0: Yeah, just like but the plucky ding 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 kind of thing. Or
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like it's a little Peter Gabrielish for me. For me, it gets a little Peter Gabrielish. Like it takes me out of it, and yeah. it, it's one of those things that like you know, listen to them as a, as like a little a little boy. Like yeah. it kind of took me out of the record a bit, like.
0: Yeah, I think You know, it,
1: once once I got the record and I like, already knew what in between days was and I like started listening to like all the deep cuts and it's just like
0: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird one. Out. I yeah, I can't get past like the track ordering weirdness of it. It's like it totally feels like a if it had been like number eight, I'm like fine, whatever, you know, it totally feels like an eight or seven, you know, and like but I, I do think it's very strange it's like right out of the gates, like number two so like whoa, we're not we're quite ready for that yet, you know and it, not that it's like, we're gonna
1: we're, we're gonna take you up and then we're gonna take you down. Yeah <laughs> and it's not <laughs> like, like, like track one of their one and two
0: it's not one of their better let's talk about death in the pool. It almost comes off a little like lyrically where it's like, yeah I get it it's like a crazy dark dream, you know, but at the same time it's yeah. like seems a little more contrived than like some of their stuff maybe but uh. Yeah, no, I like it. It's it's got a cool, cool vibe oh. and it's painless. So, but then it even is. stranger it's, that it goes into maybe your n- other least favorite song on the album. Uh, the blood comes like track three. That's like so weird.
1: Too. Yikes! It's like wow, really? Those two songs are that for close up. But um, yeah. And the and those two songs like butter up together like a shit sandwich. Yeah. Like. <laughs>
0: Well, this like one, more than Kira's song, like, I feel like what are you is very... doing? <laughs> <laughs> this one's very top. I definitely could see this being on the top. And he's even on that unplugged. Remember, he said it was on the top. He was like, this is a song from the top that we don't play very often. <laughs> we played The Blood. And I was like, what? <laughs> right, I <laughs> it's forgot about that. That's funny as shit. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think just like yours, he did that the... shit on
1: purpose, man. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> he knows. He knows what he did. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... That's why you said that.
0: <laughs> but, um... And named after the Portu- Portuguese drink Tears of Christ, not um, as Blaine Bartell of the Trinity Channel thought. Oh. It's one of my favorite stories. When we were kids, we didn't have proper cable and. <laughs> Always seeking cure stuff, and we used to watch the the Christian Trinity Channel Friday night videos version, and there's these horrible Christian Dude. videos, and just laugh our asses off over. You know this like, was the best, yeah. It was so funny, and they had this dude, Blaine Bartell. And uh, <laughs> he had like you can't
1: fucking make up that name, <laughs> no,
0: like... I'm calling him out. So if he's listening, I I'm, guess maybe Blaine trying to find this dude. <laughs> uh, this really super sloopy shouldered man. Um, he's probably a good dude at heart, I don't know, but like he uh, he had this show. It was like one was like a, a more standard reaching the youth preaching kind of show that would come on late and he'd just bitch about things and uh, being a good <laughs> person. Then he had another weird one where he was like a... They tried to do some kind of like like Family Ties kind of sitcom or something. He <laughs> was <with> bl-
1: featuring <laughs> Blaine Bartell. <laughs> and he would play like a
0: like teenage boy or something. But he was like this like 40-year-old man. <laughs> He's like so. the Kirk Cameron. Yeah. He was like a 40-year-old. <laughs> it was so weird. And they had like this... like. Clearly a child molesting father that was just like hi oh, kids and he was just like, oh. was like the show was like just repugnant but like we just loved it, like cracking up, laughing at it and stuff. But uh anyway, it's point being he, he did this like show where he would go through videos like like, you know, usually like Madonna ones and huge like videos i can't look remember. at look at her look, look at her, her, yeah everything titties That's and, a, <laughs> it's, damn. All, it's all sweat like, she's titillating me and, like, yeah. look at the lyrics of a virgin mentioning the being like a virgin but she's no virgin but uh so anyway, like that kind of shit. Constantly. Did I mention I love virgins? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, what? Like, <laughs> fucking creep.
1: Yeah, but
0: <laughs> but that's when he pulled up fucking head on the door. And he was like, on this <laughs> song. And I was like,
1: holy shit,
0: it's all a... It's like, record, Look at record.
1: this whore with a high up hair, <laughs> and her <laughs> lipstick all smeared. Oh, that's a guy. This, this
0: beautiful young oh. lady with a smeared lipstick. This, this succulent, silky, silky blonde woman. <laughs> <laughs> As if she had just had the sexual tussled, tussled tassels, tassels in her hair. Anyway, he fucking pulls up, like, actual quotes on the screen. He was like, as he says in this song, I have been paralyzed by the blood of Christ, though it clouds my eyes. I was just like, that's like some Old Testament shit yeah. in like, the end. like, I just love that he, like, had figured it all out. And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? He's like, I don't even, I love this band. And he's just like, what? And then you find out that it's all just about a drink anyway. It's like, what are you talking about? Dude? He's just thinking about being loaded, you know? It's nothing to do with like, sacrilegious, whatever. But um, maybe just he is offended by his excessive drinking or something. I don't know. But uh, it was, they just
1: they they just happened <laughs> to mention Christ, and they're like, Oh yeah,
0: yes. yeah it was clearly not a, like a religious band that was saying something about because it's blood just of like
1: if you if you're to take a religious stance on it, like that is so minor to what's actually said in like the fucking bible like they say right. way worse shit yeah. than
0: like and i still don't even know like how the whole quote would be i mean he's not really saying anything
1: offensive even if it was in that context of like, like be uh, paralyzed by the blood of yeah, christ I like can never aren't you stop? eating like yeah, you're sipping wine yeah like like <laughs> in catholic ceremonies you know where it's just like you're drinking the uh, right like, yeah like i don't know shit about religion yeah. <laughs> but you're just <laughs> drinking the blood of, you're eating the flesh of christ uh, and drinking his blood jesus was
0: turning everything every, into every wine i don't know meek. what the problem was he was the one <laughs> turning everybody's water
1: into wine so
0: <laughs> take it up with him That
1: <laughs> think i was digging
0: yeah he really didn't know it. but uh it was awesome <laughs> i have it recorded on a vhs somewhere but i can't i haven't seen that in ages yeah so. Maybe I'll uh, find it on YouTube somewhere, but uh, let's move on to push. Everyone's That's my
1: favorite key. part about the song is that story. Yeah.
0: I like that more than. <laughs> that
1: well, it's so weird that he
0: pulled that up, too. I mean, it not being a single, you know what I mean? It was it's
1: like not he, even one of the good songs. Yeah, man, why the
0: fucking, like pulling up some fucking lyric from a. Track three. <laughs>
1: Let's get on some jams.
0: Yeah. So push. Push is everyone's favorite too. There's hard to argue that one. That's uh as we've mentioned in other episodes, a strangely structured song musically, chord wise and everything. Mm-hmm. Just riffs on top of each other and um I don't know. The more I pick it apart, like over years and years of enjoying the song, I I do feel like it's one that, like, the music was done and then the lyrics, you know, like, the whole idea of trying to figure out what he's talking about in the song, and, you know, it is one that I feel like is just kind of goes hand-in-hand together, not necessarily meant to match the lyrics so much as far as mood or
1: whatever, you know, like... It's just like you said, like, you summed it up. Yeah. Like, it's just (laughs) riffs on top of one another, you know? Yeah. Because it is, like... Lyrically, he could be saying anything over that. Yeah, and it's just like this sounds great. Yeah, it just happens like, that
0: the lyrics are cool, but you know, I don't really think they <laughs> really go hand in hand with the message of the song or anything. You know, so.
1: just someone going oh, oh, oh. yeah.
0: Like, the the bah. ten imaginary boys did have as far as lyrically it said it's about because there has been discussions that i've seen and heard of like people discussing the lyrics of push and he says it's about how you sometimes irrationally hate other people just because they are there which actually does kind of make sense when you listen it's like how you could just hate somebody for no reason if they're in the room like hold oh, go 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 push him away and stuff like that but i don't Dude. know yeah, it's still, it still sums up. <laughs> that that's sums so up my persona
1: around people. <laughs> yes. is like, eh, I don't know. That's why it.
0: I love the song, probably. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> But that's so like wonderfully vague in a Robert I Smith it. way too, where it's just like, yeah, I guess so. <sighs> what about the strawberries and cream though? What are you talking
1: about? <laughs> but, yeah, but um. Or he could just be bullshitting, or which about... I always chalk up half his lyrics. <laughs> yeah. <just> like, <laughs> like him describing songs is just him being a silly fuck mm-hmm. like, in a good way. just
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of that. It's just like you said, matching up something over the lyrics. And like you said, it could have been anything, but it just happens they were good. And it's mm-hmm. catchy and it works, so why not? And uh, Either way, it definitely doesn't seem to be sincerely about riding on a train wearing a dress or whatever he says before. Playing it on In Orange. <laughs> it's about a yeah, soul used yeah. to wear a dress and travel on a train. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Maybe it is. Only he would know. Maybe he'll yeah. call us in see, and but, tell us.
1: See, but this, this is, like, one of the songs, like, I purposely put on. And, like, I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so
0: fucking good. Yeah, it aged really well, too. It's one I always loved, but it just seems
1: like. It's. It's gotten better with age. Yeah,
0: that's what I mean. It's it's really. Yeah, dude. just doesn't. It's so, like, strangely timeless because it is such a weird structure, you know? It's not, like, just like a, oh, here comes the chorus. Here comes the verse, you know? But, uh,
1: <laughs> I'm not even going to bring up, like, the obvious of, like hearing people chant this fucking song live. Oh yeah. Well I am gonna but I'm not gonna (laughs) I think you just did, didn't you? Yeah. (laughs) It's very heartwarming. It is awesome. Gives me chills sometimes like listening to it live, you know, like Yeah. That in place for today or just
0: to crowd-pleasing, soccer crowd chanting type style, you know? Where it's just yeah, like, where,
1: like, the crowd overpowers the band. Yeah. In the recording, you know, it's just like, fuck, yeah. Yeah. It's
0: so easy to sing along to. You just got to belt it out. Like, because the whole song is just the song without the lyrics, and then you, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's just designed for that. You get to do the karaoke version before he starts, and then, <laughs> so, um, it's
1: amazing. Maybe that should have been number two. Oh, I yeah. actually would have started like I would have st- like how would you redesign? Yeah, the track to do in it. this record, man? because I keep thinking it's like, well, that would have been better like at almost yeah. number one, man. Like start that. Yeah, and then dropping in between days, like true. Fucking, if it were a cassette, it'd be like the first side of yeah two, like. Bury that jams and start off with like a... (laughs)
0: Totally.
1: Yeah, wow! Actually,
0: before we totally dive in the track order, I think I screwed up. Six different ways was before push. Sorry. (laughs) So it's blood, then uh, (laughs) six different ways, then push. But uh, but uh, we're remodeling it anyway. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Dear Robert Smith,
1: (laughs) we think you should change the order. (laughs) (laughs) We're starting um, a GoFundMe (laughs) to to have the whole album
0: reissued in a different tracking. What <laughs> the fuck are you talking about What And uh, PS please put Exploding <laughs> Boy On the actual album
1: <laughs> Take out the song and put on, out. Uh, yeah. so, We'll get to that later But um, six different ways That's another
0: Another gem that should be closer up To track two maybe mm-hmm. or something But uh, I love that one too It's a weird one but cool um, And uh, your buddy liked it So there you go I think it's a, it's a grabbing one mm-hmm. It's very uh, strange, but uh, has that swimming horses vibe that, strangely enough, doesn't get brought up very much. But it's like basically the exact same piano part as uh, Hyena album that he played on Swimming Horses, yeah. the Susie and the Banshee song. So little. But I'm
1: wicked okay with it. Yeah, I can't because like both songs are good. Yeah, it is such a good melody. It's like man, I wish I heard this more. And it's like oh wait, there's this other song. Pretty red. Yeah, just good melody. It's really good. Yeah.
0: Said originally it was supposed to be a glove song, so that was kind of <laughs> which might have some of the
1: Susie connection that why
0: got carried over, you know.
1: But uh, I can hear it too, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so not the norm. It's so yeah. <laughs> so out outside of the Cure norm. Yeah, you know, like yeah, but, uh, it's in it, like totally, man. It's like you're saying, you know, with this album, this is like their big. Like, hey, you want some fucking pop jams, you cunts? Mm-hmm. Like you wanna you wanna play this game and like and I always feel like that's like in between days. It's just like you guys yeah. wanna fucking pop songs? And you guys meaning like America <laughs> right. And like malls and mainstream like videos and yeah. like do you wanna hear some cure? Do you wanna Money. Hear what can do? <laughs> Paycheck, yeah. a solid career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah like yeah it's just like you want to fucking do it let's do it assholes yeah. and it's just like here you go <laughs> and there you and go it worked and it worked yeah like beautifully Who knows this shit <laughs> yeah a lot of people always you know? talk
0: crap you know like indie bands and stuff Be like man i could write hits if i wanted to i just stick it to my artistic credibility and stuff like that and like
1: yeah, but they you never actually so, do it. Boy? But you see you it. Think he'll, so? <laughs> yeah.
0: How easy is that? Yeah, uh, he'll he'll bury you in sorrow and then bring it up with a pop with a hit for sure. He could have sold so many like pop songs to other people and like made yeah. made bank. But flip the tape over It's side 2. Baby
1: screams. Little yikes. I like Fucking that one. I love that song.
0: Yeah, you do? you on board with that one? Yep. Yeah, that's a cool fucking one. Fucking good, good
1: keyboards. Yeah, I love like, that little... <laughs> shit. Uh, that's pretty cool. I, 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 I put that on before, like, when I put on, like, Head <laughs> on the Door, it's like, I put that on before I put, like, In Between Days, because I've yeah. listened to that song like five billion yeah. times. <laughs> but, like, <sighs> mm-hmm. like, side two comes in like a fucking... Yeah like a motherfucker man it's just like it gets weird yeah it's weird i kind of like side two
0: better it's weird how i feel like it definitely gets better as it goes the album and i think just because i got a kyoto song in the blood but like but yeah, it's a little strange that they almost should have flipped it. or just done like what side B with like in between days maybe instead of baby screams or something. You know what I mean? Something <laughs> I probably would have been another good <laughs> totally. approach to it. But we won't get on that train again. But uh, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a cool song. It's hard to say like what it means. It's just got another B S one or whatever. But uh, or it doesn't really matter. It's just a fun, danceable song, you know. And. Uh, <laughs>
1: He said, Horse is on fire. Yeah, he's doing some cool shit. I, I and he's it. playing along with that bum like yeah. the little sequence like keyboard jams. Like he's just on yeah. fire.
0: Another great pointless oh, Robert quote is the lyrics are about when your drink's getting warm and you ask someone to get you another one. <laughs> it's like that's not exactly. what it's about. <laughs> you trickster. <I> <laughs> but uh yeah, so Pretty cool song. I'm on board with it. Not like a... I know. Pretty cool when they you joined that up recently for the last tour. That's like a weird one that you would never think get plays again, you know?
1: Fuck yeah. Um. And Simon on that shit. Man. Yeah, get yeah, it. Bro. Like, who The bass line is so good. Man. Yeah. And Simon's bass playing on this whole fucking... Yikes. Yeah. It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a realization of like... um. To me, it's like if you kind of like zone out or like doze off in a car Mm -hmm. and you kind of wake up, it's like, oh, Like, like with Simon being out of the band for so long, it's like I felt like I dozed off and it's like, oh here we are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're back. <laughs>
0: right. Like it's such a, well, no missteps light. or anything. Yeah. Yeah. They give it, maybe we would just ease back in or something, but then it's like, nope. Perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> it's like, that's... Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. There's no, uh, easing in period. Like it's so good to have Simon back in the band. It's such like, uh, an audible. Yeah. It, it just changes so much mm-hmm. of, of their sound, man. It's so good to have them back. Like those bass lines are tight as
0: fuck mm-hmm. well amazing Keeping just in, in in general with these guys of like you know it's easy to take it on face value now of like oh yeah they're great but like this band hadn't played together i mean like these guys are like, how tight they are on this record and just the touring yeah. of that you know there was no like real well let's just build it up and see how it gets there i mean it just seems like you know from from go it's like these dudes fit perfectly you know and it's just yeah all of it like comes together so so pretty amazing you know it's like because you kind of hear the sloppiness of the top in it you know like we're just like yeah it's cool but it seems like there's some session shit going on and and even though these guys had history together you wouldn't really it's not a guarantee that it would have clicked that that
1: well you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) because there's weird
0: shit between him and robert still probably and like you know, having
1: <laughs> he, I, how do you get past all this shit? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Just like, like how you want <laughs> i yeah, never played hard, with man.
0: Boris and you know, Lowell's fucking drunk as shit at this point, so he's like, you know, got his own issues going on. So it's 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 pretty amazing that they're able to like harness it all that tight. You know, and get these songs that sound so
1: amazingly. So natural on. and yeah. like 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 they've been etched in stone like some of these songs like sound like they've been like like since the dawn of men the song, like, <laughs> yeah. this, uh, song has existed yeah. and they just tapped into it. Like mm. they sound that natural and that normal and that
0: yeah. Well the next like, one's a strange one too. Close to me in the sense that Shh. it's such a cure staple. In, chiseled
1: in stone
0: yeah and the, just, this song that how it's like such the perfect cure song in a sense too and and more of that like happy fun feel but like when you really look at the lyrics this is probably like the darkest song on the whole album really or it's just <laughs> all about like depression and staying in bed and like not wanting to get out like this is like the the essence of any like true cure fans real heart is like exactly knows how this song you know is like oh yeah. god this is what makes you a cure fan <laughs> it's that whole like i should have just stayed asleep today feeling that i think goes through many totally. cure fans hearts you know and it's like and uh, yeah, I love it just for that alone. It's just like that whole feeling of the song.
1: It's just like, it's kind of like. But it's it's, it's a song you could play around a non-Cure fan and they're like, oh, I like this song. Yeah, this it's snappy. Peppy. Yeah, yeah. It's peppy. I can, like, you could play for your mom or something and they'd be like, oh, this so cute. Yeah, if you take that fucking fun bass
0: line out, it could have been right up there with sinking or something. You know, but it's a.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's, but the lyrics are
0: so like. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. And very strange too that uh every version of this like the album version and then what came out as the single and the seven inch version which is on i think the standing on the beach and then like there's like a 12 inch dance one that's kind of the obvious like just longer with more horns and stuff is yeah. slightly different like each one's like different like and it's funny that totally i forget that the album one doesn't even have any horns on it when you listen to it it's all just the synth it doesn't have the it's like and that kind of gets a little annoying it's like when you get a single and be like the video mix yeah yeah again like one of them has like the creaking door that's from the video but not on yeah i think it's like the seven inch or something has like the creaking door and and that but yeah it's really weird and a different versions of horns on it and brass and stuff. It's so it's so weird. But uh I love it. And it's a
1: it's a nutty like it it's look <laughs> like I've never really thought about it like where the horns are on the original, like Yeah.
0: But you're so fucking right. Like. <laughs> and it's strange. And it's one that like I love the song so much and I'm you know and it just has been played live so many times that it is kind of one of those ones where like uh, here we go like especially now when you see them live you know but like i think it's just one that doesn't really even the recording is so cool but, like i love like it all the little breaths and stuff. yeah it doesn't really i mean it's still fun and whatever you're in although in orange is really cool just because it's captured really well on that like the you know show there the viewing it it's fun to see that one i think it sounded really cool but like maybe because it was from that era too but like uh You know, yeah, I always feel like it doesn't really. And I've babbled about this on all those ones where I talk about covers where nobody can ever cover this song and do it justice. I feel like it's just like. Mm -mm. It always seems like such a weird type of Cure song that only the Cure could do, or it just sounds goofy, you know? uh,
1: Yeah, it's like one of those ones, like for me, it was just like. Where where the recording is so dope. Yeah. And, and And it's like you hear him just like doing little breaths and and claps and
0: breaths and little different billion keyboard like,
1: tones like the little, do do
0: do doos
1: and stuff. It's, there's like 40 fucking overdubs, yeah. you know? Like where even like the drums are throwing in like I like the drum beat for that's like fucking insanely good and you throw in the hand clap pattern mm-hmm. and like there's just so many little nuances and it <laughs> it is I don't know. Like, I want to say it's kind of like nice to hear. It's like an old throwback, you know, of just like them layering shit. Yeah, this whole record is layering and building. Yeah, it's just the start of it, man.
0: <laughs> it keeps going. Yeah. Of course,
1: it's a fucking layered song. It's a layered fucking record, but yeah. it's just layered so differently than how they layered shit in the past. And like, close to me is such an interesting display of that where it's so fucking different it's so fucking different but it's it's layered like there's probably like 40 fucking tracks like it makes me think of like you know you see bands like recording in the studio like videos of it you know and there'd be that mixing board with like the faders that move up and down (laughs) all on their own you know Mm. and there's like 40 of those yeah Recording like In between days And close to me like And back then like, They would have
0: needed 40 people to hand Pull them up at the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like You the, know
1: what I mean like, Yeah, yeah. Uh, But it's like That's the world they, They've gotten to Yeah It's not yeah. bad You know It used to be like Laring would just be like Fucking guitars At the balls like, Yeah Just stacking guitar tracks and, <laughs> and it's just like Well there's like Thirteen uh vocal tracks on this song alone, you yeah, know? like um, but close to me, man, like that's one of the songs that like really like drew me in when I was a kid, yeah, like because of the rhythm and like and the percussive aspects of the vocals, even you know, yeah, yeah. and uh. Yeah, this song's solid. Mm. I have nothing. <laughs> Dude, the bad boy has nothing, <laughs> nothing bad is. to say about wow, close huh, to me. All right, we better move on then.
0: Before I, <laughs> <so> <laughs> hurry up, hurry up! Oh, I'm fuck. thinking shitty quick, thoughts. Quick, quick, quick! Freak out. <laughs> How about this Ooh, one? This is where the, was I? Fuck, close <laughs> to me. Here's a half-baked theory, if there ever was one. Uh, how come nobody's ever brought to the uh, attention that I feel like George Michael's song "Faith" rips off the line of the song? The whole
1: it's nicked a little bit, I think. And nobody ever. Uh, There's dresses. hand claps even. in yeah. that George Michael songs, which are very intricate as well. Yeah,
0: like, close to me was first, and the song's called "Faith." That's a bit of a stretch, but because yeah. <laughs>
1: but I'm just going on the record to Are say. Are you going to start talking about chemtrails and shit, <laughs> man? And 9 or... 11 wasn't real. <laughs> All right, moving and, and on. The to... baseline of the hand claps on. Uh, I'll just Jordan leave Biden it out there to the audience. But
0: I wanted to go on the record of saying I've always suspected. I guess I shouldn't speak ill of the dead now, should I? That's not good. Anyway, uh, A Night Like This (laughs) was uh, reworked from an old-ass song from, like, 76. But I thought I had heard that somewhere, but it wasn't on any of the... B-Sides, like some really old shitty thing where he just says, we can call it Are
1: you talking about like some Wham No, I'm, I've moved on from... <laughs> <I'm just> oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I, actually, A Night Like
0: This is an old Wham song.
1: No, uh... <laughs> oh, shit, he's lost it. But, uh, A Night
0: Like This, one of my favorite. That's a personal favorite. Uh, I don't know why, yeah, but I've always is. just attached to this song and really loved it. Sax solo and all, like, man... Like, it works. I'm glad the recording has it. No, I'm not. I wish it was a really uh, good guitar solo. Like, every time they played it live since then, where they just replaced it with a cool guitar solo. But That'd be dope. But it was 1985, so all, you know, free pass and, at this point. But at the same time, and if you're going to play a sax solo, that's the fucking one. It's a good sax solo. Yeah. But,
1: but uh, I really... I, li- I like a good uh, good saxo? 80s intense sax solo. <laughs> yeah. And I always thought it was poral. Since Poral's like brought on, yeah, Poral was on this record like, and he plays saxophone Mm -hmm. at least in the videos. And I always thought it was him playing this sax solo. Yeah, I don't think so. it Wasn't. Yeah. I wish I didn't know that. I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't do this (laughs) podcast because it. So there you go, kids. Because I learned (laughs) things like that, and it really blew. Yeah,
0: uh, just you know could i don't know i think he played it on an orange maybe or did he do a guitar solo he did a guitar solo i think yeah <laughs> yeah i think they pretty much never did a sax solo on this one i mean good
1: for them they probably shouldn't yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah but, it's a, but, but um, it was a bit of a bummer yeah. learning that. i wish i didn't know that huh i'm sorry man but yeah. um thanks podcast <laughs>
0: future podcast <laughs> but uh yeah it's a great Thanks, song Pat. though i don't know i love the lyrics of the feel it I is think it's just like it's one that's always hung in there too and i it felt like it's just so timeless other than that sex solo in the sense that they could bust it out now and it sounds so like could be a song that was written this year you know it's like like so many cure songs but
1: i know i oh, mean it should be played a lot like like classic rock stations they'll play like Some classic like Springsteen jams, like some old ones. Like this should be in and amongst those of just like, nah, this is like a classic. Maybe it's the saxophone that's making me equate it with (laughs) like Springsteen, but it's some
0: kind of like high school prom or something. It's like it should have been a
1: prom song. Yeah, like this is one of those like big epic like. Yeah, think about your shit jams. Like, yeah, it's a good one and it's one of
0: those weird mystery non-singles too, because they had the video for it on the Staring at the Sea videos, but it wasn't a single. So I don't know why not. I guess you weren't allowed to have them. it. Was crazy that they had two singles. God forbid they had three. But yeah. but uh, I, don't know. I think it totally should have been a single. But uh,
1: totally, man, and it's a big one
0: following night like this is like probably my least favorite one on the album was screw it's grown on me a lot over the years but uh it's kind of just because i neglected it for so long that now when i listen to it i have fun listening to it but it's a pretty yeah. pretty goofy song but uh it's, it's got got some cool elements just because it is different you know but uh oh, different, <laughs> different
1: than what you're then than what you know and what you're comfortable with with this record
0: yeah maybe but kind of unnecessary i don't know i feel like we'll get into that if we brush on the b-sides real quick but like if there was ever a song to swap out for exploding boy or something it's like come on man what (laughs) at least uh, i guess we could argue cross
1: that bridge of like (laughs) swapping songs out, this song's dope yeah well let's keep them all it's only 10 songs that'd be fun yeah you're a big fan i am like <laughs> i'll blast that shit yeah. like, it sounds great man i like the sliding maybe when i was younger maybe when i was younger yeah it was a little weird yeah. like i don't know how to take it but yeah as a as an older dude man like i put that one on on Purpose Now <laughs> Where I used to skip it I do now
0: But I think it was only Because I always used to skip it Where it was like It's like When I just Put in the factor Of like uh, Factor of how many times I've heard this album And songs You know It's like This one might be the one I hadn't heard quite as much
1: As the other one so, But uh Why like It's just kind of Because you're not like annoyed. A You're not a Bowie dude Yeah so You maybe, know But yeah. this is it, it reminds me of Kind of like A Bowie jam Yeah like, yeah, I
0: guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's just kind of annoying. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's really not offensive by any means or anything, but I just was like, eh. And it does always kind of bother me of what a wonderful transition that would have been from a night like this into sinking. Would have been like a beautiful exit, you know? Like, it's kind of this weird, like, whoa. Oh, yeah. And then, like, it's like, and then that's it? That's the second to last I can see it's that. like, okay, but that's just me being a album dork in the sense of context, but, uh. But yeah, let's move on to sinking that one's a fucking hard to almost even say anything about it cuz it's such a great perfect song in the sense that it's Yeah. It's uh it really does like I said earlier maybe throw back to like Faith or something but at the same time it's it's really got that Production nailed at this point. This whole album with like Dave Allen and stuff, I think, is really where they just kind of it's pretty. Yeah, they got every like level perfect, you know, and just like nothing's too loud or overwhelms it or you know. And it's just like that bassline's fucking just killer on this one, and with the strings and the emotions, the
1: lyrics are perfect. I mean, I'm taking the knee. Right now Yeah,
0: you're bowing before the greatness of sin <laughs> I, And I bow to no one
1: Damn Fucking sinking, man <laughs> Jesus
0: uh, It's the the kind of song that has dragon babies or something <laughs> you, gotta t- you gotta take a knee to this shit <laughs> Yeah, I think so It's got me So it's always been a, a definite favorite That has to go on like every mix And all that But
1: just whomever can write a song like this Like yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Like like you're saying like down to the baseline. Mhm. And and this is like the first like um Boris beat to me. Yeah. Where it's just like dude, like you you've been waiting on that one little drum fill for this whole like two measures yeah. and bring it out and like like it, it's uh, that this song says so much about like the cure to come, yeah, and and the cure of the past. It's like it's like the bridge. Sure, um,
0: yeah, it is weird because it does like tap into faith, but at the same time you get in yeah. that like little coming in whatever four years like, you coming into nineteen eighty five 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 the
1: six, cure. <laughs> It's so good, man. Like that, just that hypnotic beat, that perfect fucking bass line, that Damn. hypnotic, melodic. Ugh. Don't even get me started on the lyrics, because I don't know them. (laughs) But they're really good. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) You would start singing along in a minute. But yeah, I just love like
0: the way it builds up, you know, like without even changing really the music. I mean, just passion-wise, it builds and just like cracks with the octave stuff. And it's just like, oh my God, it's up there. (laughs) This is
1: like anything at all. Yeah
0: Jesus
1: Yeah And it just drops into that Yeah Like So
0: good
1: It's a banger man Like Yeah That
0: that, that, Like the fact that they don't play that at like every show is like (laughs) It's like you could just mm -hmm. have a song that good and not play it sometimes You know It's just like Like what the fuck That doesn't make any sense
1: (laughs) And uh, that's literally, like, with Head on the Door. Mm-hmm. It's like, you could say that about, like, all but, like, two songs yeah, in this yeah, record. Yeah, pretty much. Like, why don't you play that live?
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah just the fact yeah. that on that last door, people, like, freaking lost their shit when they start playing Kyoto Song and Baby Screams. And, you know, it's like, those are, like, if you're going to pick two from the album, they're probably not most people's top eight or something. But it's, like... <laughs> Dude. You know, it's just like, damn, that's pretty, pretty good, man. All these songs,
1: <laughs> you guys fucking did it. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: impressive. <laughs> But uh, real quick Maybe we'll do the B-sides As like a lump package so, Cause you know God, Even I'm sick of kissing Exploding Boy's ass At this point where it's like Alright we get it It's a great song <laughs> But um, you know It is a great song So uh, so that one uh, A few hours after this Which I love equally But I understand Why other people don't Maybe This song's so good Yeah I love it Why that wasn't
1: that On this fucking Yeah
0: That Man Inside My Mouth Is pretty awesome Get it for its own. I love of... that fucking song <laughs> that, would, I... that would fit Stop Dead New Day they stop dead and new day are great but they feel a little more b-sidey you know like yeah. they're a little more not f- complete visions by any means but, uh, <laughs> stop dead new gay, but it just a gets a little moany <laughs> but uh yeah i mean any of those and because the album's so short you could have made it 12 songs pretty easy and they all fit pretty good so you can't really say that they wouldn't fit you know but then
1: that's how you end up with kiss me exactly
0: <laughs> what a segue yeah. someone's like why are not you just put it all on there like and like a whole you'll other see. albums worth so. you'll see <laughs> yeah. mm. well that's kind of the kicker too we'll get in with kiss me is, and then that has like amazing b-sides too but so could have been three albums
1: but um i totally like,
0: what i'll say to you like this is kind of from my perspective, like, when you're listening to Join the Dots, the B-Sides album of, like, where it just, like, gets noticeably awesome. Like, the B-Sides are always good, you know, even leading up to this. They're always cool, but this is around when they start yep. kicking into, like, man, where you could legitimately argue, like, why the hell wasn't that on the album? That's so weird. But,
1: uh, yeah. It's it like just... the formula's been figured out. Yeah. You know, and it's, it, it is, it's amazing, like... Like, oh, I want to say like they were such a dark band, mm-hmm. but like this, sh- like seeing uh, like head on the door come out, it makes me question like, were you guys really that dark? Yeah, <laughs> probably you know, not. Like,
0: yeah, I mean, just because the songs, he was like, and,
1: I, and, I, and 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 it like it makes me listen back to their older stuff with like a different ear, knowing like. Well, you guys got all fucking poppy, and right, and and I don't know. Is it's not like, uh, and this is why, I guess I'm doing a podcast about them because it like it throws me off. Yeah, like it it, it trips me up a bit because it's like, well, no, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, and and I and and sometimes I'm like, oh, does it make sense? Like listening back to the other stuff and like, is it as? Can I hear that poppy? Can I hear that progression of where they where they're ending up with, uh, head on the door in their earlier stuff? And yeah. it's like sometimes I can and sometimes I can't. Yeah, it's true. Hear it, certain um, days. But it, but it makes me go back and and listen to stuff over like and over and doing. over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like where is this coming from? And it, um, and I can't figure it out. And that's what I like. Yeah about head on the door is such a good transition um transitional album and it makes sense Mm -hmm. um
0: it really does you know just pick up the pieces and and go in a new direction yeah but but while not abandoning yeah i mean that's what's so cool is like he is like just a good student of everything he'd been paying attention even if (laughs) it didn't seem like it you know it's just
1: like oh my god all this is in there but it's it's
0: different you know
1: yeah it's like you want to think like oh man you're all over the place sound wise but it's like no you're like it's very well calculated like you're getting all your ducks in a row like simon bringing on Poral, boris they're like getting simon on is yeah you know just get, like getting the old band back together and to some degree but reconstructing a new band and a new sound and yeah. and this is like like head on the door's like kicking open the door like like cops busting into a house
0: <laughs> just like
1: go goosh kicking in the door
0: yeah <laughs> and it is strange. Cause I think that adds like that joyous feeling that they talk about when recording this and it comes through. And of course the sad underlining part of that is while they're all having a great time drinking and getting this band together, Lowell's going falling apart more and more each album, you know, it's like, he's having a little, a little too much fun, you know? And it's like, yeah. so there's like that old dark side of it going on too. But, uh,
1: that's probably what makes it joyous. Yeah. Like, that's heavy that you said, like, the whole joyous aspect. Like, because it is like, I hear, like, that, like, super strummed acoustic guitar, which is new and, like, yeah. That always sounds joyous.
0: Yeah. Especially, like, Exploding it, Boy and stuff. That's why I kind of felt like it could have been represented yeah. a little bit more on the album. Like, even, st- or, um, like, Man Inside My Mouth and Stop Dead, because they are a little more fun, you know, like, that way where it's like, yeah he could have gotten that aspect of lacrosse a little bit mm-hmm. more, but so, yeah, it's hard to say, but I think we all know where it's heading. And, uh, it's definitely one of my top three favorite Cure albums. You know, I think it's, it's always hard for me to not have disintegration be my number one, but like, as far as Ugh. this being like my, <laughs> like one, I probably could just arguably put on and like, cause it really does have like everything on it, you know? And I like the variety of everything. So, definitely my top three always and then they just kind of rotate around my number two or number three probably but but yeah Yeah, i I love it it's it's the first one i bought on cd i had plenty of their albums on tape by this point but then when cds were starting to take over my mom had gotten this giant like you know entertainment center thing that had this new (laughs) cutting edge technology of compact disc and I remember listening to it and going, so crystal clear, I love it, man. <laughs> this was the first album I bought to test it, though, because I knew I'd I would listen mean, to like this you've album. Never
1: li- you've never listened to a record on vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> <It's laughs> then you not remember this, and you're right. like, oh, this is so crystal clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah finally, yeah, uh, <laughs> finally.
0: But yeah, I mean, I guess compared to tape anything. But that was funny, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and tricking myself, you too. Audio-
1: you audiophile, you.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, I, uh... I, um... Remember distinctly hearing like Screw going, oh man, it is so cool. You can hear like his hands sliding on the strings and everything. But it's like, you can hear that on yeah. any version of it. I was just listening going a lot closer, <laughs> I guess. But, you know. but uh, yeah, I figured I'd be buying it eventually. So that was a good place to
1: start. So in a sense, it yeah, was my be. first
0: Cure album too on CD. <laughs> That's
1: dope, man. And and the Head on the Door was like uh, just being a young man and listening to that for the first time. Like... I, I, I'll always love that record and it'll always be in my top five of Cure because yeah. it's just it's fucking solid. Yeah. And even as like a young dude I even liked like the handful like the songs that I liked, not you know, not counting like the obvious jams, like uh-huh. kind of the deep cuts of it. It's completely um flip flopped. Yeah. As I've gotten older, you know. <laughs> Because I, I did, like, The Blood when I was a kid. Yeah. And and some of their songs and, like, like Baby Screams kind of, like, freak me out because <laughs> it's relentless. And, um, you know, just getting older, like, hearing it with, like, a yeah. more mature ear, like.
0: Yeah, I think a lot it's of it's the five flip-flop. billion listens to you probably do just naturally get a little sick of something more than another one or start like, yeah. <laughs> so that's fair enough. But It is amazing how and, well like ones like Push and stuff hold up that aren't technically <laughs> like big singles or something, you know, that like, yeah. our ones are just like, man, that's such a good song and for it to technically just be, I mean, you could say it's a deep cut really, but it's like, no, that's so much more. <laughs> it, yeah, it's So much more than a deep cut. <laughs> yeah. So.
1: How dare you diminish? Yeah. It's just not even but,
0: in that category, but... But
1: like I think you mentioned earlier, like it's just aged so well, and um, and it's 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 really been a pleasure to like grow up with this record, you know. Yeah. Like so that's that's my take on the head yeah, of the door. that's man. a nice I, one to wrap it up with. I think. I really don't have that many f- <laughs> shitty things to say.
0: <laughs> well, just appreciate that it. sweetness at this. Yeah, Two thumbs up from us. We're thanking the album for existing. And uh, yeah. we look forward to 32 more years of enjoying it. <laughs> I don't see anything changing in it in, uh, any time soon, but, uh, but yeah. But, but I guess we should... next
1: year we'll, revis- we'll uh, revisit Head on the Door one and... more time and see if anything's changed. But uh, nope, still good. <laughs>
0: so that leads us on to the next path. Head on the door on steroids. Yeah. Kiss me, kiss me, kiss me around the corner so um i gotta howl yeah i feel it
1: <laughs> but
0: head on the door don't howl yet let's say together uh, let's see uh be sure to subscribe on itunes to the holy art podcast uh, don't miss an episode you can just do that and uh you know leave a comment and then i uh, go over to instagram where you're um hopefully you will not see vile pictures that have been posted on my account the uh, holy hour has not been hacked, so you can go over there and enjoy <laughs> many pictures of Robert Smith and company still. Any
1: porn you see on <laughs> our uh, any of our feeds is directly from me. Uh, hey, the truth comes something out. Something I do on the <laughs> side. I, uh... I
0: thought that seemed like something you would do. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Just sit around hacking people's accounts. Uh, <laughs> but no, the Holy Hour Podcast Instagram is still safe as far as I know. And uh, you can go check out Feelers for upcoming episodes there and uh, updates of when we have new episodes posted if you are not subscribed. And contact us. Drop a few comments there. Contact me directly if you have something oh. you want to say off the record. At GavinConnor at gmail.com.
1: <laughs> and um, and then cheers, everyone, for listening. Thank yep. you. You know it. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you soon. You got that howl under your belly still? <coughs> Can I get a talk card? To talk, to talk, to talk. Hard. Oh, oh.